It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Means good evening in French. Good evening to you. I am in the Midwest, so it's snowing tonight. Must be 28 degrees. And uh, I've been alone for nine months. Keeping la joie de vivre, keeping the joy of life. It's not always easy to be alone uh, like I have for nine months, but it's also very peaceful. And I have my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, always here when I do the show. Grateful for that and grateful for the future. Very excited. Anyway, tonight it's about you and new relationships. You have a question, a doubt, a dilemma. Please call me now. 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, please call the rendezvous now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tabitha. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on with your boyfriend? Okay, so we just recently moved in. We're getting married um, next year. Mm -hmm. And right now we're discussing how we're going to proceed in our household. So the big question that's hanging over our heads is how we're going to pay our bills. I think that he should pay all the bills, or at least do a 60-40. He thinks that he should pay half. If you're paying half, then you're my roommate and not my potential husband. Am I wrong or right? <laughs> Before <laughs> I answer what I think, uh, what, what's wrong with 50-50? I just want to the man should take more control of the household as far as the bill paying. I guess because my dad took care of our household, so I just expect the person I'm with to do the same. I see. But then... Does he does he make like sixty forty? Does he make more money than you? Yeah, we make about the same amount of money. Uh -huh. So I mean, you guys have a major problem because you expect certain things that are more old school, more nineteen fifty and nineteen seventy than twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a conversation to have that has deep implications, Tabitha. Because if he doesn't agree with your thinking, well then I don't think it's the right guy for you. I think you expect things, and you can. It's your right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying I don't believe in that, but you have the right to believe in that. And maybe mm -hmm. you find somebody else, because I, I think 50-50 is the base of equilibrium. The way you take away 50-50, the balance of love goes one way, and it's not the right way. <sighs> uh, Sorry. But it's better to talk about it before you even get married. It's better but maybe to never yeah. get married. And find somebody who wants to take care of you, maybe even 80, 20, or 100%. There's many men out there that will be very happy to pay the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. I also know many, many women who would love to be at 50-50 and think it empowers them to be exactly the equal of the guy in the house. And that you know carries weight too. So think about it. Have a good mm -hmm. talk. Be honest with yourself, no unspoken. And decide, okay? <laughs> I'll think about it and um, take it from there. But I do appreciate it. Tabitha, thank you so okay. much for calling. Good luck and have a good night. Au revoir, Simon. Au revoir, Tabitha. You know the saying, no romance without finance? You know what it means? Let's, let's talk about the true meaning of no romance without finance. Next. When was the first time you ever heard the sentence, no romance without finance? Me, I'll be honest, it was in Eddie Murphy, I think, Delirious. 
And he talks about, you know, he marries this woman, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like half, 50-50, she takes half of his money, etc., etc. But that's a long time ago. Now, I was raised by a feminist mother who believed in 50-50, who did not believe the men should pay for everything, who believed that equality was not just, you know, for race and gender, but also economically. If you made the same amount of money, you should pay the same amount of bills and be the same amount of ownership in the house, in everything, and nothing should be done without your agreement for spending. Same with your husband or your partner. That was, at least from where I'm from, no romance without finance means we both need to make money to have a solid, equal partnership. So that's, that's where I come from. Now, the danger of breaking that has consequences. Let me share with you the consequences if you don't go 50-50. Coming up next. So my last caller, Tabitha, said that, you know, she doesn't want to pay 50-50 with a future husband. She wants him to pay 60-40, even though they make the same amount of money. He doesn't want to, he wants 50-50. Now, the danger of this is if you do not find equilibrium together. And equilibrium is not just when it comes to money. It could be 60-40 of the money, and I'll do 60-40 of the chores, or, you know, or uh, cooking. But you've got to find a 50-50 deal at the end. You can't be thinking this is fair at 60-40. Whether you're a man or woman or whatever you are, whoever you is, the equilibrium of love also is based on the equilibrium of finance. Safe finance, but also both controlling what you guys spend together brings peace of mind. I mean it. Finance is one of the biggest problems in relationships. The more fair you are to each other, the clearer and the healthier is your relationship. I believe that with all my heart. So that's that. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Anna. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Anna. So what happened with your ex at dinner? So we had, you know, we had a lovely dinner. We were catching up. You know, we've kept in touch over the years. Um, but at the end of the night, he kissed me very unexpectedly. And for me, it, it meant nothing. Like, I didn't feel anything. It wasn't like feelings came rushing back. Um, but now I don't know, like, should I tell my current boyfriend about it? Um, but if it didn't mean anything, do I just brush under the rug? Like, I just, you know, I want to be honest, but I don't want my boyfriend to think, like, more into it than it really is. So I'm just a little conflicted right now. Oh, I can see that. Um, just before I ask, was it a French kiss or just what, what kind of kiss was it? I mean, it, it was, you know, it, obviously, it, it wasn't like a French kiss. It was like a, you know, it wasn't a peck. You know, I pushed away from him, but, you know, he was really going for it. You know, um, so if I didn't Ooh. stop it, he was going for more. So I didn't really feel much, but he really was going in for, like, the kill. <laughs> Just to, so we understand, there, there was no tongue twisting? No. Good. Good. Because yeah. that would change the thing. All right, so listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't say anything to your boyfriend. Don't ever go back to that ex for dinner. That's inappropriate what he did. But if there was no French kissing and it's just he tried and you moved away... Don't, don't bring that toxic information to your boyfriend. Uh, you just know where the ex-boyfriend stands. You know, I guess he's still into you, and uh, he doesn't respect your relationship. So I, I guess the best is not to see him again. Yeah, I think so. I definitely don't think I should see him ever again either. But yes. All right. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It will stay between you and I. You have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up, we are going to go to listen to Danny's voicemail. 
because she has a question about her boyfriend. So her voicemail is next. You have a question, a problem, a dilemma or a doubt. You leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255 and we'll get to it during the show. Like this one. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. Hi, this is Danny. I've been dating my boyfriend for three years now. Everything's going really, really well. But he's not affectionate anymore the way he was in the beginning of the relationship. In fact, I would say he's really not affectionate at all. He is like kind of a very manly man, like he's a Marine. And uh, I appreciate how he is. But also, I do need more affection. I'm just a very affectionate, lovey-dovey person. And so my question is, how do I get him to want to do it? I love the show, and I really appreciate the advice. Thanks. Danny, thank you for your question. Yeah, what can you do when your partner isn't affectionate with you anymore? I'll tell you what I think. Coming up next. Maybe you've been in Danny's shoes. Um, she left me a message because her boyfriend, after three years, a Marine, and that she appreciates and we all appreciate the services, but he isn't affectionate with her anymore. She's super lovey-dovey. He used to be, and like in many cases, it goes away, it fades away. So how do you bring it back? Well, you've got to be vocal about it, right? Um, you have to explain when it goes away that it's important to you. And then when you watch a movie, you get closer. We all have a language of love, so some of us have the touch, some of us have you know, the other expressions of love, there's five of them. Uh, and, and so we have to kind of compromise a little bit. But Danny, I don't want you to think it's going to change 180. Uh, you do it very smoothly, but you talk about it, how important it is for you to feel that kind of touch. That's a form of expression of love, and you need that. And you go from there, it's not against him. It helps your relationship. So talk about it calmly and then slowly sneak in into his arms. That's my advice. Hopefully, he'll get the message. And you call the next. Bonjour, Lily. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lily. So what's going on at work? How can I help you? Yes. So there is a guy that I work with that I've, I'm completely just crushing on and... Um, I really don't know how to handle it because it's a, you know, a work colleague and I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of, of screwing this up. But um, I don't know. He does all these little things like I talk about a show and then he goes and watches that show to talk to me about it. And then one day I said, I really like this bagel place that's absolutely nowhere near work. And he brought in bagels from the place. <laughs> and, then, um, and then another time I mentioned a coffee I like and... It showed up in our break room, and um, I feel like he's just dropping all these little hints, but I am so scared of screwing this up that I really, I don't know what to do. <laughs> How hard are you crushing on him? Oh, yeah, pretty hard. <laughs> I like that. But listen, he's crushing on you hard as hard because I'm a guy. What you described, uh -huh. right, the way he, he does things for you after you say certain things, he has a huge crush on you too. That's the good news. That is so, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a sure thing. So now, if you want to get to know him before you decide whether yes or no, you go out with him, find a reason to have coffee with him, very casually. Just like, um, now with the social distance, you've got to be careful, but 
I like to walk during Saturday afternoon, you know, in this street or this park. Um, would you care to join me? That's all you got to do. And then you talk and then you get to know him better, not just the crush and the attraction, really who he is, right? Because right now he's doing little things to get your attention. You're crushing hard. He's crushing hard on you. You know, it's boy meet girls, girls meet boy, and then we know where that leads. So I think it's, it's time to get to know him, like, just through conversation, not just what he does. Okay. And if it's love at first sight and you feel it, you go for it. <laughs> That's that. because if the universe is on you guys' side and you're meant to be together, I don't see why we should, like, pretend it's not there. So he's going to make a move too. I mean, I'm not saying you should do the first move. I should just say if he does or if he... Then, you know, go with your intuition. If you found love, you found love. It's, it's, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. That's what, you know, we're looking for that. Right. I like that. Okay, so okay. just like a simple walk <laughs> or, or coffee. I think it's right now, yeah. It, it also gives you the privacy. It's very relaxed. It's not engaging. At the same time, doing a walk, you never know. You know, it might be a little smoochy-doochy. <laughs> Just saying. I like it. <laughs> all right. Be safe, though. Be safe with, you know, all the precautions and go with your intuition and then uh, you take care, all right? Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Millie. Good night and uh, good luck to you. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Love and work. Hmm. Let's talk about that next. If a friend of yours comes to you and said, Listen, I have a crush with someone I work with. Honestly, what would you say? Maybe explore, get to know the person, or, you know, that's too risky, uh, you're going to lose your job, or you're going to say, oh my God, yes, you should, because what if it's, you know, your true love? Love and work, two different opposite world. Because love is being spontaneous, emotional, chemistry, wild and savage, uh, emotional, and work is about techniques, it's about, uh, you know, delivering, it's about, you know, uh, results. Love is not like that. Two different worlds, right? But now, again, what would you say to your best friend if she or he came to you and said, I met somebody at work, but I don't know if I should give it a chance? Let me tell you what I would say to my best friend about that. Next. So your best friend comes to you and say, I met somebody really wonderful at work, but I don't know if I should, you know, get to know her or him better. Do you think it's risky? It's your best friend. What do you say? What would you say? Here's what I would say. I said, listen, you got to know the person. You got to get to know the person before they decide. Because of course, on one end, you know, so many jobs have been lost and it's difficult and you don't want to lose your income. On the other hand, you don't want to lose the chance of a lifetime. So how to know what to do? Follow your intuition, get to know the person, don't rush into it, but don't say no up front because life is full of surprise and sometimes it happens at work. It's not a bad thing, it could be a very good thing. You know, when love strikes, be open-minded. And you call that next. If you have a love story you want to share with me, please call the rendezvous now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Carla. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So, I understand you have a lovely story, a romantic story to share with me tonight. I'm all ears. Yes, I do. I had a gentleman who um, I was, like, good friends with, and we kind of had, like, a 
you know, friends with benefits type of relationship. And at some point it started to get more intense and he got really like, I don't know, all in his feelings about it. And he approached me and we had a long conversation. And by the end we decided we were not going to become a couple, but we were going to celebrate our friendversary, which is like the anniversary of us meeting. Mm -hmm. And so friendversary was coming up and it was a really, really rainy day. And, you know, I was kind of like hitting him up, um, you know, making sure that he was coming over because I had a dinner planned and everything. And he basically responded that he wasn't coming because of the rain. And I was very, very upset by it. And I kind of figured that after this, you know, everything would be done. And I was very grumpy and very upset and sort of in my house. I was in tears and I was, I don't know, pretty much just getting ready to go to bed. And then I get a mm-hmm. phone call, and it's him. And he says, I'm 15 minutes away. And uh, I was really not expecting that. And, you know, within the next 10 minutes, he walked in my door. And we ended up having a really sort of, like, beautiful night with the food that I made and just spending time together. And after that, even though, you know, three months previously, he was very sure that he didn't want to be a couple, uh, mm-hmm. we became a couple. I gotta ask you, how did that make you feel when you saw him at your door that night? I mean, it made me feel like he actually appreciated what it was that we had, you know, due to the fact that he before had said we were not going to be a thing. While he loved me, um, he didn't really want to be in a relationship. He didn't want to be tied down. He didn't want to, you know, commit to anything. Um, Knowing that I was upset due to the fact that, you know, he was trying to pull out of something basically because of rain. I called him Millie Vanilli. I was like, you know, like, what is <laughs> rain? Rain is not an excuse. This is something that was important to us. Um, you know, he had made him realize that it was important to him as well. And it made me feel loved and cared for and appreciated. And we've been going, going good ever since. I love that. Listen, very inspirational. Thank you so much, Carla, for sharing that beautiful story. And have a good You're night. You're welcome, Simon. Got to ask you this question because I heard it over and over in the last years with this show. Have you ever been too busy for love? Interesting question, right? Answer coming up next. Have you ever been too busy for love? Have you heard that expression before? I'm just too busy for love. Have you ever feel that? Have you ever been too busy for love? I wanted to know the truth. I wanted to know how you felt about it and what happened when I posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Anyway, 37% of you voted yes, I've been too busy for love. 63% voted no, I've never been too busy for love. I don't vote on my own survey, but I've never been too busy for love. Because one life, une vie, una vita. And if you're too busy for love, you don't love life. No matter what happened. If love strikes, you gotta say hi. You gotta say bonjour. Or you gotta say goodnight. Bonsoir. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Have a wonderful night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.